Requiem of the Outcast 33 for December 2006. Happy Christmas from your favorite crazy person, Janine. Yay! And Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and Happy Kwanzaa and whatever else you celebrate from uh, from your Happy Solstice. Favorite not crazy person, Ron. Yay! <laughs> and of course, for all you pagans out there, Merry Presents. Hey you. Yeah, you. We know you're out there. Rejects from society, artists, writers, poets, filmmakers. Get off the couch. Make something. The world is waiting to hear your voice, and so are we. We are the Requiem of the Outcast. Are you an outcast? Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Requiem of the Outcast. This, I believe, is uh, actually episode 33. Um, I did put out a supplemental episode uh, last month uh, while we were waiting for my laptop to come back uh, so I could finish up the second part of episode 32, which has not yet been released because I'm still trying to find uh, my notes and whatnot so I know what the heck I was doing <laughs> to finish it. So actually, episode 33 is going to come out before episode 32, part two. <laughs> so I don't know. Can you can you have the second episode of a second season? No, what you need this, this, before this needs the to be finish part of our genius lore. It has to be part of our genius lore. You see, what's going to happen is, is you know, 10, 15 years from now, when we're unbelievably famous and popular and whatnot, everyone's going to be like, whatever happened to the lost 32.5 episode? We'll be like, ha, 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 ha. Yes. <laughs> well, then we'll unleash it. Well, thank This was our true vision for Reckon with the Outcast. It'll, it'll, be the director, it'll be the director's cut of episode 32, in which case it'll contain the other half. <laughs> That's exactly right. The director's cut. Because the producer's cut was... We kind of lost some of it. (laughs) The director had all the stuff. We couldn't get him to give it back, but it took 30 years. 30 years in the making. (laughs) Finally, the director gave us back the footage. It'd have to be 32 years in the making. Because he's pitched 32. Uh, See? That's exactly right. That's good. You're a marketing genius. It's All right. what I do. Hit us. Tell, tell us. What are we talking about today? Well, first off, I want everybody... Merry Christmas, by the way. Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas to you, too. This is, of course, being recorded on the 23rd of December. Uh, you have been very busy. I know you are recording live... Live. ...from... Where are you at? You were in New Orleans, I am actually, actually, at one point. I, am, I was in New Orleans last night, which is why my voice sounds so sexy. That it really is. It, I was. I, we were out there on Bourbon Street last night having a very good time. But of course, there's a lot of uh, imbibing and things of that nature going on. So it was good. So I woke up this morning and I was like, Oh, I'm so ready to record. And uh, we had a good time. So it was fun. But uh, actually, now I was telling you a little bit earlier. I'm I'm pulled off the side of the road of the highway in Louisiana. And for those who don't know, in Louisiana, the the mosquitoes are absolutely enormous. And I've just, and by pulling off into the grass, you usually stir them up. So I've got like ten or twelve mosquitoes tapping on the windshield, like in uh, in Jumanji, and I'm they're just uh, uh, it's scary. Well, the punchline is going to be in episode thirty-four. Don't worry, guys. Go ahead. <laughs> God, I hope so. Now, um, the just to let you folks know that we're actually going to be trying to release this uh, as unedited as possible since it's so close to the yes. Christmas holiday, and uh, just to let you know that one of the things that's keeping me really busy right now is 
putting together the Christmas special for Mr. Adventure. Yes, a new, brand new Mr. Adventure adventure is coming out, uh, hopefully within a day or so of the recording of this, which hopefully this will be out either later today or tomorrow. So by the time you get this, you may want to just pop over by pulpadventures.net to see if the latest episode is out. If not, give it a couple of days. Fantastic. I, I actually, when you, told, <clears throat> I'll just, I'll be, since I'll, I will be the objective uh, promoter of this. When you told me the story of this one, I said unequivocally, this is the best one that I've heard yet. I mean, it really is going to be good. I can't wait to see what you do with it. So that said, you need to check out pulpadventures.net because it's really going to be good. So tell us now, we've got topics today. We've got topics to discuss. What are we talking about? We do. Just to kind of, it, it's sort of a year in review. Um, Time Magazine came out with their person of the year. And uh, actually, and it, we, Earl, we were, congratulations. Yeah. It's you. Why? Because no, it's you. it's not. It, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm looking at dude, the... Look I, look, I have, look, I have the magazine right here. It clearly says Time Magazine's man of the year is you. Well, I'm looking at it too, dude. And it says, uh, it, it says Time in big silver letters. Person of the uh-huh. year written over the top of that. It's got a computer monitor, and on uh-huh. that monitor. Wait, wait a second. On the monitor it shows me, but on the text it says you. How'd they do that? I think. See, I, I'm you know what happened? I think they made me man of the year, but they got a picture of you, or of me, and made you the man of the year. Well, you know, it, it's kind of funny because that's what I actually do on all of my personals now. Is I, I just put up a photo of you. This is starting to become like the most twisted who's on first line ever. <laughs> <laughs> who's on me? You're the man of the year? You. Me? The photo of you? No, the photo of me. With you? Wait, no, what? you're the man of the year. I, I think we we possibly lost the uh, cohesiveness of that, that bit at some point in no, time. No, seriously. So in terms of that, it does it does bring up a gracious thing. I'm going to save this. It brings up an excellent point. If anybody can, it's you, um, Earl. Go, Earl. Go, Earl. Save the bit. It, save uh, the if, bit. Uh, I lost it. No, it brings up an excellent point of of this year. I mean, this year has truly been the year for uh, the indies to come out. I mean, uh, I was talking with my producer last night, and he said this is the time for the indies to come out, and we've seen that in so much, i.e., uh, Lonely Girl 15, i.e., 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 i.o. Or Firefox, whichever. <laughs> which, which what we're getting at is that you know obviously this has been a huge year which really has shown a a, a revolution of independently created media um obviously blended in there is a lot of uh mainstream media especially in via podcasting um you know you you can't you can't go to myspace without finding so many ads where people are putting up uh you know, material uh, in promotion of their movie that's coming out. Talladega Nights was a big one. Uh, but then mm-hmm. also a lot of other people are using the web, like Doctor Who was creating um, <laughs> probably not a great name for them. They're called Tardisodes. I'm hoping it's a takeoff <laughs> of the fact that the Doctor travels with the Tardis. Uh, but but oh then but here in the States, we also had uh, the Sci-Fi <laughs> Channel, which was... Uh, <laughs> Which, is... <laughs> which, but I know there's no politically correct way to say that, but there, uh, here, here in the States, oh, they put out, uh, on the Sci-Fi channel, they put out webisodes for Battlestar Galactica. And instead mm-hmm. of just setting up the next episode, they actually had, I think it was a 12 episode, like almost mini season of five minute episodes that carried you from the season cliffhanger of season two to season three. And I remember, I don't re- I know we talked about it, but I don't remember if we uh, talked about it on the show, Earl, but 
Sci-Fi Channel originally was not going to be paying their writers for that. They said, well, since it's not going on TV, it's just going online, we're not going to pay you. And the writers basically said, um, if we're writing content for you, you're going to pay us. So I can only imagine that they did get paid because they were released online. And it was, you know, just the exact same quality as the regular television show, just you know, just the production was scaled back a little bit, but it it flows. Also, with Serenity, when Serenity came out, uh, Joss Whedon had got together with Summer Glau, the gal who played River, and of they course, made... things were fantastic. Oh, they were. They, I mean, they gave you just enough suspense, and they really, you know... They're basically, they were, they were small ep- episodes mm-hmm. of sort of teaser previews of the River character and things of that nature, and it really was, I mean... Truly uh, uh, startling stuff to watch. And I'll tell you, what I really see happening here is the legitimization of independent media. Whereas heretofore, you have independent media, what that really meant is you have a budget of $2 million or less. But now look at people like Ask a Ninja or look at people like uh, Tiki Bar TV. These people do not have $2 million budgets. Nonetheless, advertisers take them seriously because their numbers are serious. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know... There are, there have always been people who have tried to use the internet to um, help further and promote their product. Uh, Donnie Darko had one of the most amazing websites. Um, AI was a movie that used. How about the Blair Witch Project? Well, the Blair Witch, absolutely. I mean, that was strict, but that was more word of mouth and just having a stationary website. When it comes to, I guess, what people are calling Web 2.0, which is a much more dynamic <laughs> stance of, of use on the Internet, you get things a lot more you know, uh, video-oriented out there um, one, or, or even audio-oriented. One of the biggest and best ones that I've seen so far, which is also the one of the first next to AI that started what's called an alternate reality game, was Halo 2 when the and I I remember when the when I first saw the trailer it was actually in a movie theater for Halo 2 at the very bottom where it says you know bungie.net or halo.com or whatever their their website is it would flash and you would see ilovebees.com and then it would flash back and you're like wait did I see what what was that well when you go to uh, ilovebees.com it was a website for somebody who is I guess a beekeeper somebody who just loves bees a bee fan site I don't know and what had happened was it seemed like somebody had hacked their website. But as you start investigating things, you start to realize that something did hack it, but it wasn't just your normal hack and deface it, or crack and deface. It was something bigger. And as you investigate, you start to um, find out uh, latitude and longitude coordinates for locations. And when you go there at a certain time, a payphone would ring. You'd answer and you'd have to give whatever kind of passcode clue that they were asking for, and it would unlock a uh, something on the website. And when you go to the website, you could download a little audio file. Well, unbeknownst to everybody until the <laughs> end, after you downloaded all of these audio files, you had a six-hour audio drama that tells you um, the story leading from Halo 1 to Halo 2. Not only that, but also the Master Chief program, where all the artificial intelligences come from. And mm. you end up with this... Ma- and I mean, these were... The, the story was unbelievable. I remember I stumbled across it um, maybe about halfway through, and they didn't have any anything um, local. 
So it was just waiting for somebody else to do it. And they did stuff all over the world, I believe. And you would wait for somebody to unlock the audio file. You download the audio file. And we were, I think we, we finally had caught up to the, the week before the release, all the guys at work and I, and we just sat there and listened to the whole thing. And I mean, it was so in depth and was so amazing because we were all Halo fans. And you know, you, I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil the ending for anyone. But Master Chief does find the one armed man and, and avenges his wife. Um, which thank <laughs> thank God because I know he's been having such a tough time. I mean, there's nothing worse than being framed for a crime you didn't commit. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was the one armed covenant, but. <laughs> it's right, and the Covenant's like, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you pesky internet kids. <laughs> but we start to see stuff like that with Lonely Girl 15, where a lot of people had thought um, she was real. Which... Oh my god, you know, I, I think you said it best. If a lot of people thought, if you thought Lonely Girl 15 was completely real, you know, I mean, up your dosage. What can I tell you? I mean, that's just, that's a bit, that's, yeah, that's a, I mean, I can see she... No, she was fake. She was totally fake. I mean, it was it was fake to begin with. I, I, I can't I can't see people buying into it. I mean, I know they did, but yeah. but here's the honestly, you know what I think it is? What's that? I think it's a matter of that there was a very attractive girl on the internet that was talking to you as though you were her friend. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I think that was the appeal, and guys were like, "Fake? It's not fake. At least I don't have to pay for it." That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Well, you know I, I mean, they're just like, this is delightful. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. I mean, there is definitely the voyeuristic attitude of an audience uh, participant watching a video diary of somebody. <laughs> but, and I mean, and I, I understand that they did incorporate, and I've seen quite a few of them. I haven't gotten through the entire list yet, or the entire uh, catalog yet of her videos. But I know that she had added, or they had added quite a bit of mystery to it where you don't know what's going on, and so I can understand how people were drawn to it. But let's face it, I, I, the, I early, agree. the early adopters, not so much, because <laughs> the mystery wasn't <laughs> there yet. There was like at least the, 10 episodes where it was just like, oh, my boyfriend, and uh, my parents are so mean. It's like, Jesus, I, I don't even like this, reading our, live journals our, like that. In our media-savvy world, and I'll tell you this right now, if you are watching anything that's supposed to be a documentary, or supposed to be like an actual person on you know recording their little vloggy mm -hmm. life and the camera cuts away to a different angle <laughs> it's not real are you trying you to can't tell me stop are... real life and go wait a second let me get a close-up on the other on the over the shoulder there real quick it's like you can't hey let's do a do-over for safety you don't do that stuff in real life if they change angles it's not real are you trying to tell me that hope is emo is not a real person <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to pin myself down to anything too early, but I will. <laughs> the ninja's I'll real. Tell I'll, I'll tell you a really quick story, just very super quick. Sure. I was watching the Independent Film Channel one time, and I saw a film about uh, this gentleman. It was supposed to be a documentary, and it totally seemed to be so. About a guy who, uh, I believe, it was an island off of Chile. There was an island uh, where. Uh, it had been filled with the sort of the native people of that island, but so many white people had come down that uh, they they outnumbered the population and changed the government <laughs> by simple election. And he was so frustrated about that that he said he wanted to go back down and repopulate with native people. So he said his goal was going to be to sneak into the country and to have intercourse with as many women as possible and get them all pregnant so there'd be more native blood people on the island, right? Jeez. Well... This was fascinating because it totally seemed legitimate. He had this camera he was taking around all over the place. And it was an awesome documentary until the last 
five minutes where he changed the angles. When he changed the angles, we went. This was fake the whole time. Well, but it, and that and that's uh, anyone who in in today's society, if you don't catch that, just you need to watch, You need to you need to bone up on your skills, buddy, because we're all we should all be much smarter than to fall for that kind of stuff. And I I totally point to Lonely Girl 15 as an example of that. And of course, we at uh, here at Roto would also like our congratulations to go out to Milf Hunter, who was actually able to get on the Independent Film Channel. <laughs> he what? <laughs> You've never heard of. You mean my votes counted? No. What are you talking about? <laughs> You've never heard of Milf Hunter? No, no, no. I have. That's why I'm like, no, it's it's not the guy that I'm confused. You were about. talking about the this. <laughs> you were talking about oh! the, the film that was just. <laughs> I was okay. See now, this is the irony of this whole thing. We were just talking about gullibility and medium, and literally, I just fell for that right there. I'm like, he was in the independent film channel. Where? <laughs> You, okay, forget everything I said. You see, Earl, it's it's it. all it's a it's a playoff of the fact that you talked about a man making a documentary about fucking lots of people. Oh my god! <laughs> well, then isn't technic if, if something like that's true, then isn't technically all porn a documentary? <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of and and speaking of watching things like that and finding people online, let's talk about MySpace. <laughs> Excellent segue, it, Mr. Secret. It's a transition. Um, I've been practicing. Uh, yes, uh, for, yes, MySpace is getting bigger every day, You know, segueing from what we were talking about before. Um, <laughs> it absolutely is. Uh, uh, I mean, we're using it for Stranger Things, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But, uh, I mean, it is. Uh, it, 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 uh, I mean, who, who doesn't know that MySpace is the most enormous uh, uh, social networking group in, in the world? I mean, really. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you know, their their video player has actually surpassed YouTube's, either YouTube's or Google's, I don't remember. Not in as much as like uh and and I think those numbers are skewed too because let's face it, if you know, I I never told it to put on my MySpace page the videos that I have uploaded. I have them up there, but I never told it to actually go into and put the put it right. on the front page. So technically anytime somebody goes to my page, I guess I get another view. But no, they have to hit play. Do they have to hit play before it starts? Cause they I think it just play. starts loading. They have to hit... Well, I mean, if it starts playing by itself then yeah, then it's an automatic view, but man, I need to get mine to do that. That's a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. No. Um, <laughs> well, we found the same thing. If you go to, for example, myspace.com forward slash stranger things, TV, that's the website for the new show that I'll be doing. And we, that we've, we, I mean, we are on YouTube, but we're not pushing it. It's, We've been pushing the MySpace consistently. We say this is where, if you really want to go see it, this is where you go see it. I mean, it's YouTube is fine, and but it's something of a, a, it's it's so much of a public forum that it's almost not worth the time to try and shout above the masses. Like, okay, you're going to get a bunch of people, but it, it it's not as good as redirect at redirecting people towards your website. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, absolutely. It's it's really more directed towards like one-offs. Like, hey, I posted this episode of something illegally. Go ahead and watch it before I get arrested. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that it's for. It's not really for, yeah. you know, if you want to promote something or if you want to let people know what you're doing. I mean, unless unless you make a career on, on you know, putting up videos of people getting kicked in the nuts, <laughs> which is a wonderful kicked segue. The, you're on Kicked in the Nuts. Which is a wonderful segue to Channel101.com, which, you know. There you are, which, which is, is a fantastic show. Which has been around for a while, but they also, they did a pilot for Fox over this past year, and unfortunately... It was never picked up. We look at it as, what the hell? Why wouldn't something like that get picked up with user-created content? But unfortunately, it just never was. And I think a lot of it has to do with copywritten material. 
But when it comes to user-created content, um, one of the best places for that is uh, the current. Now, current, I, I don't know what other... Oh, current TV? Yeah, current TV. Uh, you can go to, the, I think, online there at current.tv. Current, yeah, current.tv. But uh, I, I have DirecTV, which actually has a few channels of user-created content. It's got current mm -hmm. TV, which is predominantly... It's maybe a touch of counterculture, but mostly political stuff. That's why I don't watch it anymore. It went very quickly from, you know, people, you know, producing small documentaries to everything's political and people trying to make fun of the president, whatever, and and the government itself, or they're talking about the the state of things in Czechoslovakia, and that's just not really. I'm not from there. I don't know anybody there. I don't really care. And that's there's nothing <laughs> against that, I don't but know it's just not my from thing. That specific country either, Chechnya, Slovakia. That's well, yeah. I mean, it's it's small. It's right outside Slovenia. We we although we do have some listeners there, which is great. We're huge there. But uh, <laughs> my name is Bullet. I like you very much. <laughs> Cringeworthy comedy. Of, speaking of independently created media, I mean, obviously he's something of a mainstream, but. Look at Sasha Baron Cohen. He has, he has, what he has done is perfected the YouTube video. That is what Borat is. Borat is those on-the-spot uh, YouTube videos you see all the time of uh, people doing stupid things or people doing crazy things. I, the one that's coming to my mind right now is when those people went to, uh, uh, believe, uh, to the to that college, the Wellesley College, I believe. I can't remember what it's called, mm -hmm. but uh, they went and asked to to end women's suffrage. Oh, absolutely. That was on The Man Show. Yeah. That's exactly. one of my favorite ones, actually, to end women's suffrage. And people were so gullible based on that. My gosh. I, yeah, but, I remember but that. I mean, those, but those are the kinds of video. I mean, but Sasha Baron Cohen has perfected it. He is another, uh, granted on the high end, but he is an independent media creator. And you see these things exploding. It's really an exciting time to be around, um, and it's really an exciting time for me to be entering puberty, which is what I'm doing right now. <laughs> which, congratulations. Uh, Thank you so much. I, I feel hairier by the minute. Um, but no, I mean, seriously, I mean, it is. It is a very exciting time. And, and on that note, um, I want to, I want to definitely uh, throw out there. I mean, what we've we've seen 2006, MySpace. We've seen Lonely Girl. We've seen uh, the Lonely Island Boys going uh, to uh, the the Lazy Sunday Gentlemen going to Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen all these things uh, happening. We're seeing mainstream media accepting in a small way. These independent media creators, we're seeing the stars of the next generation coming out. What yeah. do you predict for 2007? Well, we're seeing a lot of these web web liberties, to coin a term that Sarah <laughs> Sarah uh, web created. That's web liberties, which is a great term. Thanks, Sarah. Um, people like Amanda Congdon from formerly from Rocket Boom, who is now actually a an online video correspondent. Respondent for ABC News. Basically, she's doing what she used to do on Rock and Boom. She's doing it for ABC News. Basically, she's filling Connie Chung's old job, <laughs> but strictly online content. Um, that's exactly right. Well, I mean, that's, that's like that's where they stuck Connie Chung. It's like you can do the web, really? Connie. It's really good. It's going to be popular. <laughs> and then once they realized it was, they're like, we got to get somebody attractive in there. <laughs> and boy, howdy, did they. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm Although gonna, personally, uh, I think Povich is going to totally do a story about me being somebody's baby daddy now. <laughs> I insulted his wife. <laughs> this just in: <laughs> Earl is somebody's baby's daddy. <laughs> That's right. Exclusive. Yes or positive? You're a jerk. Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? Roto exclusive. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. But seriously, well, I mean, yeah, we 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 are seeing those uh, uh, web celebrities. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah, for the fantastic addition to our web online dictionary. Yes, weekend. some some of the various terms that have uh, been. Added into our lexicon, pop culture. That's right. Thank you. Thank you for that lexiconical addition <laughs> to our vocabulary. Um, Bueller. Uh, what? So, so what do I think is going to come in for 2007? Yeah, predict. We want. We want the predictions. We're not, we don't want the uh, 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 resolutions because. <laughs> not the resolutions. <laughs> no, we don't want resolutions. We want to know what. What do we think is going to happen? <laughs> See, the difference between a resolution and a prediction is. A resolution is what you promise yourself you'll try to do. A prediction is like, it may happen, but maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I just want New Year's predictions. That's what I want. It should be other people's resolutions. That's exactly right. I'm going to predict on other people. So seriously, what do you think? In the, in the New Year, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> well, I think that there's going to be a lot more um, mainstream people that are going to try to get a hold of some of these online creators. But I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to be getting our mass... Uh, respect yet i know that um one of the major awards what is it uh peabody maybe or or the emmys the emmys Emmys. are uh, yeah allowing um online content they have a a category now they have a category Mm -hmm. for podcasting which which is great but the the thing is is that i still i don't think that it's going to be really um added mainstream until the ITV comes out, and for more information on the yeah. ITV, check out the second half of episode 32 whenever that comes out. Um, <laughs> check that out in 30 years, <laughs> when we all have flying you can, cars. You can check that out um, on the director's cut. Um, that's right. But I, I think that, I, th- I, th- I think I would agree with you on that. I think we're going to see Apple. It, it, I th- as long if the Zoom device does not beat Apple down, and I pray it doesn't, because it won't. It won't. You know. But if that does not happen, I really see Apple taking a bigger. Apple's really becoming a mainstream contender for media distribution. I mean, now you have Walmart and Disney and Sony and all these other film studios and Walmart all kind of starting to see Apple and iTunes as as someone that they need to deal with. It's somebody they need to give respect to, and uh, I that, that can I think that can only be beneficial for us because I think that, I think Apple is a company that wants to improve their product and is actually trying to serve customers. So you're going to see iTunes improve. I think in 2007, I will predict that I think in 2007 you're going to see iTunes put in place a model for subscriber-based podcasting. Well, they need to do something because actually um, iTunes we're broke. iTunes purchase <laughs> yeah yeah you can tell they're really hurting. Um, <laughs> no. With iTunes, they actually had a less productive year. iTunes, uh, the amount of music bought on iTunes went down this year. It's not like hurting them, costing them money, but it was a lot less, almost alarmingly less than it was last year. See, normally they bury these kinds of reports. Uh, you know, they don't really categorize, or they categorize things, but they don't itemize things. So you don't know, like, specifically mm-hmm. if iTunes, how much is making. But apparently somebody, uh, an independent uh, a blogger, an independent uh, journalist, and I want kind people to start using that term because I, I just made it up, an independent journalist for a, for a blogger, that we'll they... Call it an independent journalist celebrity. <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> props but to Sarah. Somebody, uh, yeah, props to Sarah. We should probably start paying her royalty checks. Um, so as soon as I get mine, she gets hers. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. So uh, actually, as soon as we start making money, because I'm not getting paid either. That's right. But we. So go ahead. Requiem of the outcost. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It'll be Requiem of the Outsource if we don't get started in bed. That's Requiem of the Outsource. <laughs> Welcome again to Requiem of the Outcast. My you know, name is Habib. You may call me Joe. <laughs> I will be. Have you, ever call, have you ever called like a technical support line and they're like, hello, my name is Ramajama Lemaslavadan. You may call me Tim. Yeah. I'm like, why can't you just, if you'd say your name a bit slower, I'll just call you Ramadingdong. Whatever the name, whatever it is. I respect your culture. You know? And and of course that 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 is our moment of racism brought to you by Earl Newton. We are hoping that, that this is not will... racism. That's our moment of like no, uh, no, against no. like corporate America. That's not racist. What no, uh, Earl... is it racist to say that yes they do have heavy Indian accents and they do I feel bad for them that they say, you know, I will not try to make you say my name, call me Joe. It's like what? Just I felt so bad. And it's like their slave name, I guess. But see the thing. Yes, oh God! That, <laughs> that was wrong, and I would just like to apologize. And dude, dude, the whole point is that I'm hoping that it'll boost our ratings. I mean, like I said in the supplemental episode, Seinfeld's uh, profits like went up. More people were buying the DVDs <laughs> after the race race did. So trust me, it, I'm, I'm I'm working on it. Okay, you got Polly Shore. Good. You got Polly Shore who's. Uh, staging mock fan mock hecklers to come up on stage to punch him uh, i think that we we need to do something to get ratings that's what that's what we need to do it's well i don't right, really i don't get, want to I'll perpetuate that okay i'll get <laughs> hey dude it's the oh. weasel pow That'd be kind of cool maybe <laughs> we could would slap you he'd be such a girl anyway maybe we could get dustin diamond topic at hand <laughs> topic at hand being but so predictions i for, predictions for 2000 okay so but with itunes losing money i'm wondering if yeah. they're, they're going to be looking for the quickest way to monetize podcasts um as soon as possible now we do know that there are if they do that they're going to take a cut and that's what that would worry me if they want to take too much of a cut then they become more of a distribution or more of a, a distributor i.e sony yeah. uh Warner Brothers, things of that nature. That's one of the reasons, and I'll tell you this, for example, a lot of musical artists are learning that they can distribute their own music now uh, for a percentage to be so that is so ungodly higher. I'll give you mm -hmm. an example. Usually you'll get, I believe it's between five and seven cents on the dollar for whatever you make, mm -hmm. uh, if you get anything at all. With releasing through iTunes, releasing through CD Baby, or anything of that nature, you get 70%, 60-70%, at least. That's an. I mean, you're talking about 10 or 20 times as much money as you would have gotten before. Yeah. And uh, I'll give you a perfect example. I was listening to uh, This Week in Media, which if you have not checked that out, is an excellent, excellent podcast to, uh, to listen to. Um, the, one of the things they mentioned is Peter Gabriel has... Uh, begun releasing all his stuff independently. All, his latest album was was made in his house. Hmm. And they said, you know, the downfall of that is that because he's not going through a, a record label, he doesn't have as much promotion. But then one of the other gentlemen countered and said, well, he doesn't need as much now. He's getting such a bigger cut. His fan base alone will support him mm -hmm. because his percentage is so much higher. Right, and I think that's where we'll start to see the stranglehold being released. I mean, you, you've got artists that are being really clever about how they're also distributing their music. Obviously, you've got people with the MySpace pages, with the web pages. Bare Naked Ladies are actually giving their albums on at, at their concerts on a thumb drive oh man so you might get like uh you know you'll get the entire album 
plus a thumb drive. And plus, you could keep the album on there and still have plenty of space for all of your documents and stuff. So it's not like they're chintzing you out on it. And wow. boom, because they're talking about like, look, we want people to distribute, you know, our media because they're, they want people to get the word out. And Bare Naked Ladies also has a podcast. So, I mean, you're starting to see people, especially using the, the Internet to really promote themselves. Um, Liam Lynch. If there was ever a band that was intended to be promoted on the Internet, it was Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> I did a search for Bare Naked Ladies looking for their website. Yeah. Really hard. It, it, after, after about the 20,000th epi- uh, website I clicked on, I finally found it. That's right. It <laughs> took me seven years. Anyway, <laughs> I started before the internet was invented. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but but so, so so let's okay. So iTunes, possibly but, a subscriber model. What else do you think is going to happen? There, you know, when podcasting first came out, there was uh, just a few people doing it. And then since then, the the community has grown exponentially because people realize how easy it is and everybody's doing it. So mm-hmm. there are some good shows and then there's a lot of noise out there. And I'm not detracting from the noise. It's just that there are a lot of people that are... Um, if anything, we're adding to the noise. Yes, we are. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but no, I mean, you get people that sit out there and when they try to review something, they just say, it sucks, and then don't talk about why. That's what I consider noise. I think I that totally there, agree. I think that there are a lot of good teenagers, kids, adults that are, you know, just because they're amateurs doesn't mean they're putting together a bad show. Right. It's the people that aren't putting together quality shows that I have a problem with that just kind of end up mucking everything up, or they're fine. The same reason with with YouTube. I, you know, I think YouTube is fantastic for putting up films, but when you have people that just put up a film of them getting kicked in the nuts or lighting their hair on fire, it's like, okay, what? Where's the art in that? Okay, you're just doing something foolish, and people are delighting in your misfortune. That's not art. That's well, good I, I for you, the, but I that's that was the premise of our our show. Go ahead. No, well, I mean, you know, the the <laughs> success of Jackass notwithstanding. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair. See, now that's something else. They are truly another internet. I mean, that's that is the internet. They were on public access. That was the internet before the internet. Well, yeah, that's that's exactly what they were. And Andy Malinakis is a perfect example of that because he yes. was just putting on. I mean, the very first thing that he ever put online was this Super Bowl is gay. And he just starts saying, Super Bowl is gay, Super Bowl is gay. And then he starts looking around his room and my bed is gay, my chair is gay. And Jimmy Kimmel saw that cracked up, which really shows you his sense of humor. And never mind the fact that he's also nailing Sarah Silverman, who's gorgeous. But he he found this kid and then put him on the man show. And he blew up from there, had his own show for a little while. And I've seen the show. It's the d- dumbest thing I've ever seen. But that's not that's because that's not my kind of entertainment. I prefer more story-based, uh, something to, to me that's more creative. But there's a lot of people. Clearly, the ratings show that pe- there are people out there that like that. You know, how many kicked it's in the spectacle. nuts episodes I mean, you know, are out there that, that just spectacle. downloads? It's and the it, same thing as the gladiators and the lions way back in, in the Roman times. It's spectacle. People want to see something dangerous, push the limit, that sort of thing. So so, so tell but, me then what but wait, you wait, wait, feel wait. like. I, I, I got to cut you off there, Earl. You, you know, you, <laughs> so basically our culture or the world's culture has gone from uh, Christians being eaten as a religious statement or political uh-huh. statement to people getting kicked in the nuts. <laughs> I think I think that's a healthy evolution. I mean, would you rather go back to Christians being eaten by the... I'll tell you what, let's compromise. Christians being kicked in the nuts for... By the a, Detroit Lions. Uh, by the Detroit Lions, you've got it. That's the way. That's the way. <laughs> Coming soon from Outcast Multimedia. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. 
all they wanted to do was spread the word of Jesus. But somebody wanted their nuts. Ted Hutt! That's right. That's exactly right. I feel like I feel like we're doing Sigler's show, The Rookie. You know yeah. what? The INF Krakens wanted to kick the nuts of some Christian people. Hello? It, it's like, ding dong. Hello, have you heard of the word of... Oh! Coming soon. <laughs> then the sequel is where Jesus comes and kicks all the Detroit Lions in the nuts. It's like, he is reborn. He's kicking the Detroit Lions in the nuts. Set to a musical accompaniment. That's in. right. It's Jesus Christ, super nut kicker. <laughs> <laughs> which does explain... I mean, let's face it. We've got the prequel going on now with the Nutcracker Suite, which is a Christmas oh, theme. Oh, God. Going, so. yeah, it's, dude, this is, this is the future of entertainment. It has been, it has been destined for oh years. Tchaikovsky, this is, this is his ultimate goal. <laughs> it's like the, the, it's the Tchaikovsky code that we're, we're breaking here. In a project so secret, no one knew about it at all. God and Tchaikovsky meet for one mind-blowing evening. The Nutcracker Savior. <laughs> oh, thank God it's not actually Christmas when we're doing this. Anyway. I can just see, like, the, and the big thing at the end is, like, big high kicks and there's, like... <laughs> Special guest with the Rockettes. Oh, oh that's exactly it. That's how they end it, is with the Rockettes. <laughs> I'm telling you, kid, we'll make a million dollars. Oh, oh my lord. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll call it the Aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that, the, <laughs> getting back to topic, I really think that the, the movement of, of next year will be, um, I was hoping that, you know, a lot of the, the static out there would kind of start to dissipate, but... I don't think it will, not with the ITV coming out, not with so many um, uh, web liberties becoming, you know, legitimate mainstream stars, um, like with Lonely Girl. But although I do want to say one thing about Lonely Girl is mm -hmm. that she still trashes the medium. Excuse me, she trashes the medium because she doesn't, like, she just accepted an award on, uh, I think, VH1 or Comedy Central. I think it was VH1 for Big in 06. And she was like, yeah, I mean, oh, my gosh, all I am, I mean, I'm just, I'm just a, well, what was it? She said um, she was basically just decrying that it was just some stupid Internet thing and she got big. Mm. And it's just like, ooh, come on now. You should at least, I mean, it's it was almost like Fiona Apple <laughs> accepting an award and then telling everybody that the industry is bullshit <laughs> it's like, you just got an award for it you, you you're a participant in the industry you release albums and you sell them and you're saying that it's bullshit don't don't take part in it then you know don't take the award give it to me yeah exactly <laughs> so so what do you feel like so let's let's boil it down in your what do you think your prediction 2007 one sentence what do you think hmm i think I think we'll get closer to finding the the Orson Welles, as you stated, the uh, mm. the Orson Welles of the of the Web 2.0 generation. That one person that's going to make something that is going to be such an amazing hit that television, film, radio has to glom onto that because they realize 
that that is the harbinger of their doom if they don't. Mm. I think that's fair. How about then you? I have two. I have two things I want to say. First of all, I want to tell everybody that uh, speaking of Orson Welles, not really. Uh, <laughs> I have a new TV series coming out next season, next year. February, because I, I I have my I have my prediction, but I want to save it because I want to go out on my prediction. Okay. Uh, next year I have a new series coming out. It's called Stranger Things. It's a Twilight Zone esque sort of show. It's once a month. Somewhat inspired by Escape Pod for Escape Pod fans out there. Steve Ely's a great guy, and I love what he was doing. And I said I want to do something like that. It is a once a month video podcast. Shot and delivered in high definition. Shot Ooh. by real filmmakers. Ooh, not and just you. Once a month. Not just me. Ha, 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 ha. Shut up. <laughs> you are a real filmmaker. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> not just you. Oh, sure, sure. Save it, Rich. No. Um, but seriously, uh, it's it's going to be a fantastic series. We've uh, we've just released a teaser online. You can go to myspace.com forward slash Stranger Things TV and check out the teaser. I promise you. You will never see anything like it in video casting right now. There is nothing else out there that is as good as it is. And I don't mean that, like, egotistically. I mean, like, I looked and I couldn't find anything. <laughs> That's That said, check it out. Stranger Things, if you're a sci-fi fan, if you like uh, strange stories or alternate worlds, it's going to be the thing for you. But. Which we, of now, course, uh, we, of course, put the, um, we put the, the, the teaser in the Roto feed. Yes, so if you so if you are, so you guys are already subscribed, you've already seen it. But go to strangerthings.com or strangerthings.tv, rather, and subscribe to our little feed there because we're, there's going to be lots of cool things coming out. I'm going to get Rich to come in and sit on some of our stuff as well. He doesn't know it yet. Don't tell him. And <laughs> I'm not listening. La 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 la. <laughs> la 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 la. Now that said, check out the series. But my prediction for 2007. Hmm? Two words. Flying cars. Flying cars, huh? <laughs> I, you know what? It's the year for flying cars. Mine. Yes. Giant talking dogs. I was Giant just gonna go. Dogs. I was just gonna go on with the the Jetsons theme. <laughs> Mills, I want a robot named Rosie. I want a robot named Rosie. Don't don't ask why. So that said, she she sounds feel... so much. See, my problem is I can't watch the Jetsons anymore because it's uh-huh. basically the same voice that they used for Harley Quinn on the Batman animated series, and so it like throws me off because Harley Quinn was all hot and then Rosie's not so much, but it's still like oh my god, that's got right. Mr. J. Oh my gosh, lord. Mr. J. Yeah, it's creepy. Oh my lord, that, that just kind of hit me. Of... Yeah. Wow. But you see, I had the opposite effect. Rosie just got even hotter. <laughs> Yes. You can't you know wait what? to feel her cold metal grip on your shoulders, can you? I'll tell you what. I, I will tell you what. Um, those Jetson episodes come on for free. Cartoon. I, I'm going to get a double hit on on the Batman series. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. By the way, if anyone wants to get me a Christmas gift, it's too late now. But get me the Batman animated series on DVD. I, I want it bad. <laughs> I yeah, I know. If, if if we'd thought about it, we could have put up the Amazon wish list. I don't know. I always thought that that was a little pretentious to do. It actually is, but I want gifts, so I'm fine with that. I w- <laughs> and speaking of which, we do have a donation button on our website for tips and to help us. <laughs> yeah, please. By all means. Speaking of which, <laughs> wait here. Here, I'm going to start again. Ready? Because we, we got. Oh my God, we almost, so much for ten minutes, Rich. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Ready? Little Rich Siegfried lives all alone in the wilds of North Carolina. 
His family survives on barely a half a penny a year. But for just a donation of $10,000, I could drink enough to forget about Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that's going to make me feel better. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's oh, like, my Lord, that was wrong. All right, and on that, that note. <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, also from Outcast Multimedia, we, you know, we yes. talked about uh, Stranger Things coming from uh, Stranger RSS Incorporated. Stranger RSS LLC. LLC. We're a um, company. It's scary. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but we're from Outcast Multimedia, um, we've got the Christmas episode of Mr. Adventure coming out. Um, yes. More... Ooh, I cannot wait. I know. I'm stoked about it, too. We've got an all-star cast with that also. We've got Sarah Laskowski from Podbeat. We've got um, Mer Lafferty, Geek Fu Action Grip. Jared Axelrod from, and I should be writing, well, and Pseudopod, and, you know, um, Jared Axelrod from Voice of Free Planet X, and uh, and uh, J.R. Blackwell, Blackwell from yeah. Voices of Tomorrow, which, Davey, bless you for writing some of that dialogue. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> I'll send you the file, Earl. Um this is going to be we, awesome. <laughs> Merry Christmas to and, me. And gosh, who else do we have? We've um, they're these two guys. They um, oh god, they 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 wrote these these books and then um, they made patio books out of them. Um, oh, I know uh, it was oh, with, it was like it's, uh, it was a Q. It was Q. So he was a letter. No, name. not Q. not Q. Is a letter name. It was uh, both of them have letter names. I don't actually know if they have first names, but uh, kids, the letter of the day is. T. Morris and J.C. Hutchins. T. Da, Morris, da, da. of course. T. Morris, of course, is putting out Bilba Battings in the Curse of, or in the case of the Singing Sword via Patio Book uh, coming up next year, and mm-hmm. we also have, with a sneak preview coming out uh, on Christmas Day. So check it out if you're a subscriber Ooh. to the Survival Guide uh, to Writing right. Fantasy, and uh, we we've also got uh, J. Uh, who, who, uh, T. Also wrote. Um, Oh, he wrote podcasting for dummies, <laughs> as well as one of the first patio books in, of all time, which was Moravi. Now, mm-hmm. J.C. Hutchins is the guy that's putting out Seventh Son, the podcast juggernaut that it is. Um, he's somebody who has gotten big name stars to help read the previously on, such as Nathan Fillion, George Takei. Um, he's He's also somebody who uses, uh, you know, one thing that we didn't cover was Second Life. He use, he has a uh, release party in Secret Life, Second Life every time he releases a new uh, book and whatnot. Oh, He's and somebody that's, who uses that medium a lot. That's something I didn't tell you about. We are going to be the first television series ever syndicated in Second Life. Really? Yes, we're the first. We actually, now, our, our teaser played a couple of days ago, so we are the first. Oh, wow. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, so that's so anyway, but that's that's yet another another uh, just another uh, media outlet that's grown, and we'll have to catch that in the new year because I know we have just totally run out of time. But yeah, yeah absolutely. Time. And um, so you know, Mr. Adventure's coming out, uh, all star cast for the Christmas special. We've also got a live appearance coming up at Balticon, and we're also maybe having a few other ones scheduled at cons in between uh, all next year. But we've also got um, from Outcast Multimedia, we've got Convince Me is coming out. Um, that's oh, actually going tell, to come out at some stop, point. Stop and tell them a little bit. Tell them about Convince Me. Convince Me is so cool. We got to take the time. <laughs> just, just stay like five minutes on Convince Me because it's so good. I love well, this idea so much. Well, Convince Me started off as a very small idea. Um, year, a couple of years ago, I went down to a gaming shop and I asked these gamers to convince me to try to get into gaming. Like, what's the big deal about it? And I put it on Roto. It was a long time ago. 
Now, um, that idea had hit me again, and I was like, you know, I'd really like to do that again. That might be kind of funny, just uh, kind of cool, just to have a small podcast that, you know, people just send me uh, their arguments about whatever their geek, hobby, passion, fetish is. Well, I go and tell Jared Axelrod, and that bastard, <laughs> he says, yeah, and it'll be great to see you actually do it, too. I'm like, uh, uh, see me do what? He's like, the stuff. I'm like, no. That, no, that, no, uh-huh, I don't have time to do that. And he's like, no, 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 it'll be great. You set it up like this. You, you have the four acts. You have the people trying to convince you. You have the setup. You do it, and then your reflection's on it. And I'm like, damn you, Jared Axelrod. That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> So Thank Jared, Jared Axelrod, Axelrod is basically the bane of my laziness. So, <laughs> so convince me. Uh, we've I've got quite a few episodes shot already with people like Jared and and uh, Jr. from you know the, the podcast that I mentioned earlier. We've got uh, a couple episodes with that um, based on cosplay, which I have since cosplayed, and also Hero Clicks, which is something that I've really gotten into with my five year old son. And the Hero Clicks episode has a special guest appearance by a acclaimed Star Wars author, Michael A. Stackpole, in one of the funniest gags I think I personally have ever been a part of. And it was all Stackpole's idea, but I guess that's why he's paid to be a writer. Um, who's also from <laughs> TSFPN.com and, uh, and the Secrets Podcast. We've also got um, the guys from Kobolds Ate My Baby. I uh, got Chris O'Neill, who came on and uh, convinced me to try to do some pe- pen and paper uh, role playing using, of course, <laughs> Kobolds Hit My Baby, one of the most genius games, uh, RPG games ever made. I haven't done that one yet, but uh, I've also got a little bit on the uh, Lovecraftian universe with the uh, uh, with the stunning young lady who does um, quite a few of the Cthulhu, Cthulhu books out there, like uh, the Little Cthulhu Calendar and uh, and ba- uh, Baby's First Mythos, mm-hmm. Erica Henderson. And um, I, I think there was a couple other ones that we filmed there that I don't remember. Video blogging don't spoil it. Don't with spoil it. Uh, Phil Con, but uh, you know that's just what shot. We've so got a lot strong. of other ideas, um, but the idea is to have people, you know, basically just try to convince me to try their geek hobby fetish passion, and I give it a shot. Also coming out soon will be uh, episodes of the Cinema Freaks. Um, I'm waiting wait on contributions uh, from people because that is going to be a collaborative effort because I just don't have time for anything else. Um, but coming up soon, we're going to have, um, just to kind of get the ball rolling on that series, some drinking episodes, uh, dealing with movie themed drinks, uh, which is basically a direct rip off of Phil Kahn's, um, I should be drinking, I think it's called, uh, I'll have to verify what it's called. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's a great video podcast that he does. That's based on web comic, um, themed drinks. So I'm just basically directly ganking the idea and giving him full credit. But uh, I think we've got uh, a few other things coming down the road, some ideas that are coming, some films and whatnot, um, which will hopefully be seen on the $20 Film Festival. But that's further on down okay, the road. Okay, so, so to wrap up then, StrangerThings.tv, check out the new series mm-hmm. that's coming out. It's the first I'll be there in a second, sweetie. Anywhere. I'll be there in a second, we've sweetie. We've got Outcast Multimedia. You can go to RecommendTheOutcast.com. Check out uh, PulpAdventures.net, first of all, to go see mm-hmm. Mr. Adventure. You can go to RecommendTheOutcast.com. And see uh, the Convince Me show that's going to be coming up really soon, and I'm really looking forward to that. As well as Cinema Freaks, drop us an email. You can hit us at rich at recommendtheoutcast.com or Earl at strangerthings.tv, Earl at recommendtheoutcast.com, 
Earl at anything will pretty much work. There aren't that many people on the internet named Earl, so I've, I've been fortunate <laughs> in that sense. Um, and of course, you can you can find everything that's Outcast Multimedia centered at outcastmultimedia.com. That's just that's a lot easier to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. So that said, everybody, I want everyone to have a very happy holiday. Uh, so so glad to be back on the air with everyone here. I hope you enjoy the show today. I I think this has been one of our funniest episodes, and we meant to go ten minutes, and this concludes your ten minute episode. Yes, we hope you enjoy it. Your quick uh, fix of writing with the outcast. And keep in mind, there has been no editing. Seriously, as soon as I get Earl's half, I'm going to slap it together and just put it out there. I'm not editing a damn thing, so you can hear us in a completely uncut state for once. <laughs> and um, a little internal giggling there. Um, There's so many jokes so, I could do about uncut, but I'm not going to. Which I appreciate, Earl, because it's, this is for the kids. But to conclude this episode, um, I'm going to play a few... Uh, audio skits and songs that have been done by some friends of ours. Uh, one of them is uh, an ACLU Christmas by a cast of a thousand voices, These or a cast of a thousand. These guys are genius. You can find them at a cast of a thousand.com. It'll also be in the show notes. And also we've got a very spoiler Christmas from Christiana Ellis. She originally mm-hmm. created this for, I believe it was for deadpan, Jack Mangan's deadpan, but unfortunately they didn't have the time. And she told me about it. I thought it was funny. She she tells a little bit about the back history of it. That'll all be in the clip. And Earl, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And, and I want course, to wish you a Merry Christmas. Our audience, I want to wish, you know, Joyce Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. And, of course, if you're a pagan, Merry Presents. So <laughs> we hope you guys have a good holiday. Remember those in need, especially us who are in need of love, money, and women. So please <laughs> spread some love either via feedback, the donate button on the website, or just tell a friend. Remember, you, Requiem of the Outcast. You download it, burn it onto a CD. Great stocking stuffer. That's exactly right. And if you'd rather, if you'd like to, if you don't want to donate money, if you don't feel comfortable, there is a PayPal button. If you would, but if you don't want to do the PayPal to donate money, you can donate women. It's called BuyPal.com. <laughs> you just click the button, and an Asian mail order bride of our choice will be sent. They, those are also great stocking stuffers. You just need inordinately large stockings. And and, I, and I'll and i go the distance to get that. That's where we meet you in the middle. Reckon with the outcast, <laughs> making dreams come true. <laughs> Hi, this is Michael Rosiak from A Cast of Thousands, and I'm an outcast. And now, this important holiday message brought to you by a prominent civil liberties attorney. This Christmas, as you exchange your gifts, share your holiday feast, build that snowman, oh, excuse me, snow person, Sing carols, sip on hot cocoa, and huddle around the fire. You should remember one important thing. You see, being a civil liberties attorney, I'd like to remind you that when you have a warm and happy holiday season, you are, without a doubt, offending someone somewhere. Thank you. Hey, this is Keith Bielmeyer from A Cast of Thousands, and I'm an outcast. Hello, this is Christiana Ellis, author of Nina Kimberly the Merciless, and host of Talking About Stuff and Pickle Tales, Battle of the Podcast Stars. Well, I'm a big fan of Michael and Evo on the Dragon Page, uh, Slice of Sci-Fi, and Winging It. Well, I noticed that they have a tendency sometimes to let slip 
spoilerish information on certain shows from time to time. And so in the spirit of the holiday season, I decided to write this and this little song for them. So here you go. The first sci-fi spoiler Mike and Evo gave to me. Wash dies in serenity. The second sci-fi spoiler Mike and Evo gave to me. Ty kills his wife and Wash dies in serenity. The third sci-fi spoiler Mike and Evo gave to me. Rose was bad wolf, Ty kills his wife, and Wash dies in serenity. The fourth sci-fi spoiler Mike and Evo gave to me. Hero fights T-Rex, Rose was bad wolf, Ty kills his wife, and Wash dies in serenity. The fifth sci-fi spoiler Mike and Evo gave to me. In sixth sense, Bruce Willis was dead. Hero fights T-Rex, Rose was bad wolf, Ty kills his wife, and Wash dies in serenity. <laughs> The twelfth sci-fi spoiler Mike and Evo gave to me. Vader was Luke's father. Buffy stops the Hellmouth. Indy chooses wisely. Deckard was a skin job. Matrix kills off Neo. Vulcans were first contact. Soylent Green is people. In sixth sense, Bruce Willis was dead. Hero fights T-Rex, Rose was bad, Wolf Ty kills his wife, and Wash dies in serenity.